0: everybody, Welcome, Welcome to the Lost Boss Bitch episode. That's right. A Boss Bitch.
1: It's our Minnesota version of the Boss Bitch podcast yeah, where we baby. talk about ladies that maybe we don't know all the facts. Mm-hmm. We never heard of her in the first place. Mm-mm.
0: In any case, we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about them. And you know, we may not know all the facts still. They're lost in history, they're lost in our brains, they're lost like, on the interno- internet. We are just, it is a patchwork quilt of information and you <laughs> snuggle up bundle. So, snuggle up
1: in our patchwork quilt of information. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Lindsay Harbert. BT I'm Oh, I, I'm sorry. I talked over your name. I talked over your name. Oh, oh look at us. We're too nice. Oh,
0: we are too cute. Oh. Anyway, you know who we are at this point. Yeah, you guys were best buds. You've heard all about our shit and our men- meltdowns and our and our Simpsons references. <sighs> yeah, you guys are on board. If, at this point, if you're still listening, you're on board. And, and we thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, please. We're going to buy you a drink next time we see you. Or you can buy us a drink because we've entertained you for free. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, how that turned so quickly. But yeah. you know what? Sometimes tough love is
0: important. We it all is. know that. We're all working through it. Uh-huh. Yeah. How are you, Rebecca? I'm, I'm doing all right. Before I'm we doing talk about our ladies. A-okay um okay you don't think i should get bangs no i will never support your desire for bangs. i know and I, I that's what's keeping me bangless you know
1: oh well i don't want to be holding you back from no your you're not. Bangs. you might be
0: holding me together instead Listen, of back
1: as a as a woman who has had bangs
0: many times mm-hmm. in her life this is you lindsey is also a, a certified wait Licensed Lysis, I, see, li- cosmetologist.
1: Licensed cosmetologist. A licensed cosmetologist. I'm read a cosmetologist <laughs> with lice. I know it seems like an oxymoron, but believe me, guys, it's the biggest trend in hair styling. Um,
0: Do we mention this before? I don't know, um, but it's invaluable. Uh, it really is. Yeah, I mean, unless you are a cool fool yeah. who comes
1: home and is like, "I've got a license, I can cut my own bangs." Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't. You shouldn't. No, licensed or not, it's always a terrible idea. Yeah.
0: Um, and I'm already
1: like really like I have to have long hair because it's the easiest hair. Like it's the easiest. Not being able to have a ponytail is No offense, Sammy. Sammy has a wonderful short yeah. hair. Well, she's got
0: a nice hair texture to her. It's like it's lustrous. It's like straight so you it's can cut smooth. it fun ways. You know, we're gonna post a picture. Yeah, well, we're gonna post Don't a worry. picture. So, like, she's got a new haircut. I just want to do this for five minutes. <laughs> Let's We're just talk just about Sammy's hair. She doesn't have
1: a microphone. So she just sit in she this. She's posing she knows your eyes and <laughs> ears are on her. <laughs>
0: um, anyway, So matter. anyway,
1: no, I don't think you should get bangs. No bangs. If you do, I won't be mad at you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but then when you're in the awkward grow out phase...
0: It will be just talk to me about it. We
1: won't be friends anymore. That
0: makes sense. It'll
1: be the end of our friendship. It's
0: totally understandable. I know. I will have harbor no hard feelings, but I feel like I would also be one of those people where it's like my hair already gets greasy. Like I would have the greasy, gross bangs. And you,
1: here's the thing too. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're like me, although I think I do know. Mm -hmm. I don't wash my hair every day, Mm -mm. nor will I ever in my whole life because it's a waste of time. And sometimes you get hair in your butt crack, and mm-hmm. that's uncomfortable. That's gr- yeah, it's gross.
0: So um, hair from your head and your butt crack yeah. is relaxed. Yeah, there's already hair in Jesus. my butt crack. I'm Eastern European, so like not news it's to me. It's unavoidable. Okay, I'm disgusting. I'm like Sasquatch. <laughs> so, Different podcast intro. It doesn't.
1: <laughs> but then you have to wash at least one section of your hair every day, because that shit have, gets so greasy.
0: Yeah, you can't. I mean, I guess you can like, you can no, you can't. spray it. No, you can't. Nope. It doesn't work. <sighs>
1: You're going to want a charity started for you. I'm not going to start it. Mm -mm. So
0: anyway, no bang. I'll just ombre again. There we go.
1: (laughs) When all else fails, ombre. T-shirts will be hitting the the, the site in no time, That's a catchphrase. Someone make that into a... A t-shirt. Yeah, like a needlework. Or get the tattoo and then send it to us. Yeah. Did you know that I wanted? I was almost said in my retirement. Mm-hmm. It's not a retirement. I'm just unemployed right now. I know. Can
0: I ever be retired if I've never really been employed? I don't employed?
1: think you can. Is I don't think that's how the world works. Like underemployed. Yeah. Unless you just happen to get into a boatload of money, mm-hmm. which I'm working on. That's that's good. Maybe I'll get electrocuted out of McDonald's or something. <laughs> yeah, collect that cash, yeah. baby girl. Kaching, kaching. <laughs> um, but. When the last show I was working on it finished, I was like, I'm gonna start needlepoint. Yeah. Did I already tell you this? No. I feel you didn't. like I have a
0: distinct memory of but telling you. But a friend this. of ours, Sarah Moselle, does a lot of needlepoint. Does she do needlepoint?
1: Yes. I would like to do it. No, and, and I you wanted... guys
0: also use the same perfume sometimes.
1: Oh, she has my perfume she too. She does.
0: And and uh, when like you were walking out last time, my friend and neighbor Cassie was like, "Was Sarah here?" And I was like, "No." Amber Essences, guys, great. Great yeah. scented oils. It's dreamy. It's a little floral. Mm-hmm. It's fun.
1: And you know, it smells different on different body chemistries. Yeah. NBD. So <laughs> that's, that's a fun thing. So I feel like we've covered most of the bases that you should cover yes. at the beginning of a podcast. Beauty don'ts. <laughs> beauty don'ts and beauty do's. Yeah.
0: Beauty now do's. on to Trump. <laughs> This is the traditional (laughs) Trump mention Uh after beauty dues. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's how that's how are you doing anything crazy uh, to yourself, though? I keep getting more blonde. It's fun. I I think you know how to do it. That's the thing. It's like, again, you are licensed in this shit.
1: But I had purple hair at one point and I wouldn't necessarily say that that was a good idea. As a thirty-year-old woman,
0: no, I remember that it was like a blue. I mean, did you do both? Maybe? I did both. Oh. It,
1: it went to different colors at the end. Yeah. I need to stop messing with my hair because I'm a grown-ass woman. But no, I, I won't. Do you, Sorry. you gotta keep going. I gotta do me. You gotta keep going. I'm just gonna grow it out, Rapunzel style. And yeah. see how Long, like, see how long I can do that. I want to grow mine out so I just don't have to ever wear a shirt anymore.
0: Yeah, it'll be fun, like Lady, lady Godiva. Godiva.
1: Yeah. That's we should right. do Lady Godiva sometime. We should. Was she, she real-, real lady? <laughs> That's why we have this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Speaking of ladies, do
0: you want to go first or do you want I me would, to? I would like to because um, my lady, okay, I have been fascinated by her for a long time, but I wouldn't say like her life. So, okay. Pocahontas, you guys, right? Like the Disney movie. Like the Disney movie. Famous historical figure. Lots right. of things put on her. Lots of ideas. There's so much. Stigma and tension and discourse around here, and I feel like a lot
1: of misdirection. Like I feel like we don't truly know who Pocahontas was.
0: Yeah, we don't, and honestly, we still don't. A lot of this is pieced together Mm -hmm. um, from very poorly spelled documents from the early Americas, Um, and also like her life. Again, it's it's she had a hard, hard life, and it's kind of one of those boss bitches where it's a little ambiguous. Maybe she could have done different things or maybe she didn't or we'll talk about it we'll talk we'll it get there through buckle up so I'm just gonna play a clip of the Disney movie <laughs> and we'll be back here in five
1: the, the whole clip is just John Smith speaking yeah and then it's just like and then just
0: like hair like <laughs>
1: like like I'm so sorry. I have to say this, or I'll die. <laughs> um, did you see the, the Tumblr meme of the girl that said he tickled me with a bird leaf, and she meant feather, because that is a thing, and it makes me so bird happy. Bird leaves.
0: Bird leaves. That's amazing.
1: Yes. I, I'm sorry. We I just thought of feathers, that. and I had to say it. You have to
0: start using bird leaves. Yes. A bird. Bouquet. I got a bird
1: leaf tattoo, because <laughs> <a> Bird leaf. <laughs>
0: i oh, love so shit crazy. like that oh, oh you heard it here so first happy. send it into the world bird leaf bird leaf use it um pocahontas has had many bird leaves i'm sure um but anyway so we know her like again like the disney movie where it's like fabulous cheekbones like we get it you're a fucking model and right who, who looks like you know you could be like 22 but in actuality, her she died at 21. I was going to say, she was very young. Yeah. And it was a hard-ass life. So it was believed that she was born around 1595 to a Powhatan chief. Um, her birth name was Matto, Mattawaka. Oh, my God. Um, I'm so Do sorry already for all of the Native American, uh, the vibrant Native American community that listens to Boss Bitch. Yes. Um, you guys, we appreciate you. We appreciate we you. We don't want you to leave. We love you. Correct. And you know what?
1: Give us a call. Yeah, do a, do a do a Gmail voice thing. You can do mm-hmm. that, I think, and mm-hmm. tell us how we should be pronounced. Please, them. God, we need all the help we can get. Yes.
0: Okay. So uh, she was sometimes called Amanute. Pocahontas was actually a derogatory nickname, <gasps> meaning spoiled child or naughty one, because she a boss bitch. Oh okay? snap! She was just a, a feisty little uh, princess, and that of the Disney part of. Uh, this story is true. Yeah, but that's kind of where, <laughs> where we where we depart from the Disney right. mythology. Um, so her tribe was a part of a group of thirty Algonquin tribes in Virginia. So are you are you saying that they did not paint with all the colors of the wind? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I hope many. It's gonna happen. Yeah, it's we all know what's gonna happen. We were born into this. Yes. and blame the patriarchy. Blame Disney. It's not our fault. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> God. Um. Anyway, so feisty princess. Uh, during her childhood, the English had arrived in the New World, and there was a lot of clashing between the colonizers and Native Americans. Um. In 1607, John Smith, an admirable, admirable, not admirable, an admiral. admiral yes, I got you. Boof of New England, um soldier explorer arrived in Virginia by ship with about a hundred other settlers and he was exploring and captured by one of Powhatan's hunting parties. He was brought to the home of Powhatan at Wero and the
1: accounts...
0: sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, so this is also, again, the account is not... Okay, like the movie, it's like she saves him, right? right. In In John Smith's writing they had a feast which he sat and spoke with chief powhatan and in a letter written to queen anne john smith told the story of Matawaka, pocahontas throwing herself across his body to protect him from the execution at the hands of powhatan this didn't ha- like this probably didn't happen like really yeah john smith was like a pretty pretentious dude who thought he fucking owned the universe and really what probably happened uh was that like he made f- like okay the Powahotan like invited him in, they ate, and then like they made friends and like it was no big deal. Oh, you know? so nobody was going to kill him. No. And but she would only be 10 years old at that time too. And it's like a 10 year old, like granted feisty A 10 year old is I not going to make a great human shield. Mm hmm. No. And it's like, why would she give a fuck about this guy anyway? You know, like, I think she was always, and I think a through line of her biography is like, she really liked the culture. Like, she was very interested and curious about different cultures, which is why she became this bridge Mm -hmm. and kind of got lost in it. Um, But I just don't know. John Smith seems like a dick. Later on, they meet again. We'll talk about it. Anyway, we know that she was really curious about... um, the european settlers because she would often go back and forth to help the settlers during that time when food was in short supply um in on the 13th of april in 1613 during one of these visits samuel argall captured her to ransom her to ransom her to english prisoners held by her father oh so it's like doing a good deed and here you are just like a pawn so she was held hostage at jamestown for over a year damn um, yeah, and she was she must have been pretty young when this was happening. Yeah, she was still pretty young. She's probably in her she was probably 15, 14, mm-hmm. So like, oh, so sorry. Um, so she was held there for a year, and during her captivity, tobacco planter John Rolfe took a special interest. Oh, no, that's in his not attractive. A good, young prisoner. That's not a good thing. And he eventually conditioned her to re, uh to release. He he agreed to her release if she agreed to marry him, which is not a. It's just more prison. Yeah, it's just more. But she agreed. She again, I think like her being a boss bitch is like her being really interested in a culture that most of her own culture was very wary of, where as they should be. Yeah, I was going to say rightfully so. She kind of just jumped in. So she was baptized Rebecca. That's my name in 1614. <laughs> um, and she uh, was married to John Rolfe, the first recorded marriage between a European and a Native American. Interesting. Mm hmm. Two years later, John Rolfe took Pocahontas to England to use her in a propaganda campaign to support oh, the colony of Virginia. Um, say, like she became this like symbol of like what the Europeans could do, what the powers could do. You know, she had that still like very like you know misunderstood, like still like an other um, you know total like that whole like savagery, right. like Like rugged frontier type of a, a a person, but like refined, but like they like molded her um again a far cry from the disney movie
1: i was going to say mm-hmm. i feel like the the one kind of through line that might still although i wouldn't even it seems like she may have been a little idealistic when mm-hmm. it came to what the relationship between the europeans and the native americans could be yeah
0: i mean you could even say naive but again i think she's so like there's so much bravery in the idea of like these people coming to the place that you grew up and mm-hmm. you were royalty there and you're mean, not a little arrogance a- herself, or it's like, I think that's what made her kind of go for it, because yeah. she thought so highly of herself and her culture that she thought she could definitely be no, equals man. with these people. Yeah, no big deal, but they they just wanted to use her, um, and, you know, he used her, like, her, John Rolfe was praised for bringing, like, Christianity to the savages Ugh. and, like, all that shit, Garf. and it's like she was this masthead for that, and... Um, man I wish someday something is uncovered where it's like sh- a, a letter she wrote or something where we can get more of her perspective on this and how she felt because maybe she was really into it
1: absolutely probably
0: she felt a little trapped as well yeah it would be hard n- to think that she wouldn't feel trapped
1: yeah but again
0: we weren't there we don't know exactly and like the idea of like going from like living like in the wilds of Virginia to like going to like european courts like you'd think you were on a different planet Yeah, you'd be like these people are kind of look like people like me but like holy shit what is all that all those (laughs) fabrics straight to the fabric i know it'd be it'd be a lot why all this confinement yeah what how do you how do you breathe how do you breathe yeah what are you doing you're all sweaty and pale yeah why get out in the sun yeah some sun you guys need some vitamin d Uh Oh, look, a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that was a direct Pocahontas quote. Yeah, that's like actually from the letters wondering. that I found. Um, yes. I'm an archivist. And it was I so weird. Them. All of her letters ended with, oh, look, a horse. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. It's, um, so while in England, she uh, Pocahontas ran into John Smith again. And an account she refused to speak with him. She turned her head and she <gasps> just booked it out of there. So, again, like, this guy fucked with her. Like, he captured her. He's not a hero. He's just a shitty, arrogant dude who thinks he owns other people, which, again, a through line of uh, white patriarchy. Uh Uh-huh. So, not too different from what we know. But, far cry from the Disney movie. Uh, In 1617, the royal family boarded a ship to return to Virginia. However, Pocahontas would not complete this journey home. She got ill, um, a lot of people say, from smallpox, pneumonia, tuberculosis. Um, having been poisoned that was a theory too cuz that's my pearls <laughs> I know. it's like okay she go okay oh yeah. sure sure conspiracy theorists have sure. at it <laughs> it's like let's just pile on as much lore to this small young woman as we can exactly um so she was taken off the ship at Gravesend which i think is like i'm not sure where that is um where she died and she was 21 years old when she died
1: that's crazy. And that's
0: like it. So it's like she couldn't even get back to home to her like family. To and her home that like the people and again it's like who is the oppressor? You know, I'm sure like people in her i'm sure like I'm sure she
1: was interested the, in other cultures for a reason. Yeah. Like home life may not have been all all horses mm-hmm. and rainbows. Yeah,
0: but you didn't get captured every five minutes, you know, right. like used as like a pawn symbol. In, yeah. Like, you know, so it's it's a lot. And I think, you know, I think her greatest strength and weakness was wanting to be this like cultural ambassador Mm -hmm. type of a person Um, which again feels very like she feels very like young and brave Mm -hmm. and exploratory and it uh really bit her in the ass you know she's really fucked with her so god
1: um the moral of the pocahontas story is stay inside and don't talk to people Mm -hmm. yep stay
0: inside whatever that means to you a hut a court yourself knoll, um, yeah just like stay there be with yourself don't talk to anybody don't share your food no definitely don't share your food <laughs> i've been practicing that for years and it's working it's very really well for really me well it's a success story <laughs> amazing um, oh pocahontas yeah
1: well thank you for sharing that absolutely very interesting absolutely not the story that i thought mm-hmm. pocahontas was yeah i am basing it 98.2%
0: on the Disney movie, though. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I think, and I didn't get a lot of this from the book, but I remember reading a book about her if you wanted to know more. I believe it's called Undaunted Courage mm-hmm. um, about Lewis and Clark, but it kind of goes into her history a little bit, too. Um, there's there's a couple of, like, good books and good resources that we'll put on the website. Yeah.
1: We'll uh, yeah, have Lindsay. it there for you
0: guys. Cool. Um
1: are you guys ready for some butchered French names? Because I'm going oui. to deliver it to you. <laughs> um, I want to start this by saying I took Spanish in high school. <laughs> I decided to switch things up my first and only semester of college and <laughs> took French instead. Yeah. My French teacher would ask me questions in French mm-hmm. and I would answer her in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And she told me... <laughs> After my one semester, very sweet woman, mm-hmm. the mother of a girl that I did improv with, oh. she said, maybe don't take French anymore. <laughs> so I just wanted to let you know that before I started this I little love bit. It. Um, so my boss bitch, my lost boss bitch this week is Alice Guy Blanche. Ooh. She was a pioneer female filmmaker who was the first woman and second person ever To be a film director and writer of
0: narrative fiction films. You know, I took a silent film class in college Mm -hmm. uh, where I butchered a lot of French names myself. Good for you. Um, But there's so many women pioneers in early film. Well, the reason I wanted to do this was, have you watched Feud on FX? Not yet. It's very
1: good. And just one small story that they did during it was, and I don't know how historically accurate this is, because as we know from Mm -hmm. the Pocahontas movie and other things, things are dramatized. Dramatized, you know. Yeah, I'm I mean, it's not completely accurate. Exactly. People want
0: to make money yes. and create stories. Yeah.
1: So there's a character who approached Joan Crawford after um, whatever happened to Baby Jane. To Love see. that movie. It's so good. I watched it again oh recently God, because it's of feud yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It still holds up. It's amazing. Horrifying. Um, <laughs> so she she approached Joan. To, to see if she would star in a movie that she had written and she wanted to direct. And mm-hmm. Joan said, there are no female directors. And she said, well, actually, in the silent film heyday, there were. Mm-hmm. And Joan said, well, basically, it's a men's game now. Mm-hmm. And it's true. When the big studios in Hollywood happened, they basically did not trust a woman with a film mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Even though they were very prevalent in the silent film era. Yeah. Um, and a lot, and thank... Thanks to Alice, who I will tell you about now. Um, So she's of Chilean and French descent. Her father, Emile Guy, was a national of Chile, and her mother, Marie Albert... See, mm-hmm. it's French. Was French. She's the only one of her siblings to be born in France because basically her mom was like, "Okay, we've had all of our kids in Chile, mm-hmm. but I am a proud French woman, mm-hmm. and I want at least one of my children to be officially French." So, French soil. Yes, that's how um, they. T- while she was pregnant, they took a seven-week boat ride from Chile to France. She really wanted. She really a wanted kid. that baby yeah. on French soil. <laughs> Um, And then after Alice was born, she was just like given to her grandparents Mm -hmm. and lived in Switzerland until she was three or four before she returned to her family in Chile. Um, She learned Spanish from their housekeeper Conchita there, Mm. which was interesting. It's like, well, why didn't you just learn Spanish from your parents? Mm. Different time, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I mostly mentioned that fact because I wanted to say Conchita. Conchita. Um, eventually, when she was six, she was sent back to France to attend school at the Convent of Sacred Heart on the Swiss border. So she mm-hmm. had a very multicultural upbringing and background. Mm-hmm. Um, but her father passed away shortly after she finished her education. And to support her mother, who was now a widow... She learned to be um, a typist and a stenographer, which was at that time new technology. So she was on like the forefront of it. And when she was basically being hired, getting jobs as a secretary, she met Leon Comon, who was um, he was the head of your buckle up, buddies. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the head of Comtier General de la Fod- Photography. Yeah,
0: that, that a was Spanish good. in it too. I can see. Okay,
1: okay. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, it was a still photography company. Um, initially, she was just a secretary, not just, but she was a secretary. But she realized immediately that um, basically, she was just like this is a really great networking opportunity. Um, so she used her relationships that she fostered there to meet different people and to learn as much as she could. And she eventually attended a Lumiere event mm-hmm. um, in 1895 that demonstrated film projection for the first time. Was that the
0: train one? The famous
1: one? Yes, it yeah. was the train Where one. everyone got
0: freaked the fuck out? Yes, mm-hmm. because they
1: basically thought a train was going to kill them. They had no idea what was They had happening. no idea. <laughs> um... So when she was there, that's when it kind of dawned on her what the potential of film could be. Um, But at the time, nobody was making narrative films, like fiction narrative films. It was all either like demonstration or Mm -hmm. scientific. So she uh, approached Leon Camon, who Mm -hmm. was still her boss at the time, and asked if she could make a film on her own time. And he obliged. Mm -hmm. And that film um, was called Le Fou Achou. The Cabbage Fairy.
0: Ooh, Um, the Cabbage Fairy. Cabbage
1: Fairy. It's a humorous story of a woman growing children in a cabbage patch. (gasps) That sounds like horrifying and
0: amazing. And
1: also probably the start of Cabbage Patch Dolls. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Did you ever, did you see any of this? Is this online at all? I did not see if it was online at all. Most of her stuff has kind of been lost in the years, Mm -hmm. but we'll try to find at least. At least a still. That'd be fun. Cabbage kids? 100%. Cabbage patch kids? Terrifying. (laughs) Prepare for your dreams to be haunted. Mm -hmm. Um, She credited her fertile imagination along with her multicultural upbringing um, for her success in coming up with narrative film. Basically, she just wanted to tell stories mm-hmm. and this was the medium that was available to her. Alice became Gamon's head of production mm-hmm. at his company almost immediately and is generally considered to be the first filmmaker to systematically develop narrative filmmaking. Wow. It's crazy. No, wow. I would have never guessed that a woman was basically the first one to How would we have right? It's like the answer is always like Spielberg. Spielberg. Yep. Who's the, the who who made film film? Yeah. Oh, Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah. No, no, they wouldn't be doing dudes. it they if wouldn- it wasn't for this, this go-getter. Mm-hmm. Um, her early work shared themes explored with uh, along with her contemporaries. She explored dance and travel films. She often combined the two. Mm-hmm. But after she'd been working for a while, in 1906, she undertook her biggest inve- endeavor called "The Life of Christ," mm-hmm. which I would love to find some clips from this. Yes, um, it was a big budget for the time. Um, that included 300 extras. Damn. Which is straight up crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and she also, in this, uh, this film, she used audio recordings in conjunction with the images. So it was still a silent mm-hmm. film, but oh. it was the first time that, like... There'd be any audio component. Exactly. That's amazing. Um, and she also was an innervator... innervator an innovator to use special effects that um, include like double exposure, cool. masking techniques, and running film backwards.
0: Whoa! So she really did a lot. She was like a mad scientist. She was. She just was
1: trying to, like, she she wanted to tell her story, and she tried all different ways to do it. It's amazing. Yeah. And she has no background in it. She was a stenographer, guys. That's awesome. And then she met. Herbert Blosh. Ooh. And married him in 1907. Um, There is some conflicting information here, so I don't know what's true. I'm going to give you both. Okay. One says that her marriage meant that she had to resign from work with Mm Gamon. And another said that she and Herbert worked with Gamon for a hot minute and then decided to go to the States. Okay. And pursue work there. So I'm not sure which one it is. I'll try to do some more digging. um, But... Take that for what you will. But they migrated to the U.S. Um, and eventually partnered with a guy named George A. Maggi. Um, two years after she gave birth to their first child, uh, they they uh, created the Solux Cap- Solax Company. Mm-hmm. And that was, was basically one of the first big production companies in the United States. And this was on the East Coast before like the Hollywood boom happened. Ah um it was the largest pre-hollywood production company she was the first woman to run her own studio damn yeah she was really doing it sisters doing it for themselves yeah um once they had after they had established solax she became pregnant with her second child but it didn't stop her from completing at least one to three films a week but how long are those films I can't imagine they're very long. Right. But still. But still. But still. I mean, think about just the daunting (coughs) task of editing things on like Snapchat. Yeah. This lady. Daunting. Daunting. (laughs) Like, I'm not going to edit together two things. I I don't have the time. You're crazy. Yeah.
0: She. Like, all the pieces of film where it's like they're hanging and you're like cutting them with things. And then sticking them together. Taping them up and like. What? With like one baby on your teat and another one on your belly?
1: Exactly. In a new world? Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. What are you doing, Alice? No. Um, so she was pregnant with her second child. Didn't stop her from completing blah, blah, blah. But she decided she just wanted to focus on writing and directing. So she made her husband the president of Solox. Okay. Um. So there's another little bit of like information Uh-oh. that
0: we I don't, don't trust, really know. I don't trust this arrangement. I'm already apprehensive about well,
1: it. Well, there's some speculation that Solax went bankrupt because of Herbert's unhealthy competition with his wife. Mm-mm. That sounds about Tale right. Tale as to old me. as motherfucking time. Right? And need to promote himself over her and her flourishing work. God. Um, but writer Allison McMahon argues that uh, his poor stock investments mm-hmm. resulted in the family's financial hardship. Either way, it's Herbert's fucking yeah, fault. Yeah, he's a dumbass. Let's just point that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so after the the Solax company goes bankrupt, they approach some bankers to help them out. Mm-hmm. And they buy 50, uh, some Seligman bankers. They purchase 51% of the company's shares, Mm -hmm. Um, with the stipulation that Solex turned their protege, Catherine Calvert, Mm -hmm. an actress, into a star... Well, guess what? uh Herbert then had an affair with Catherine Calvert. Oh, wow. Another tale as old as motherfucking time. Wow. Yes. Jesus. But he's not the one that he eventually just straight up left her for. Mm-hmm. Or she's not the one. I may have said he. I don't know. So, um, shortly after they sold 51% of their company, Herbert decided to start his own film company to elude mm-hmm. the creative control of the Seligman bankers. Mm-hmm. So, for the next few years, they... Even though he had had his affair with Catherine Calvert, they maintained like a personal and business partnership. Mm -hmm. Um, They worked together on a bunch of projects, but the relationship between the two didn't last long. And in 1918, Herbert officially left his wife and children to pursue a career in Hollywood with another one of his actresses.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that sucks. Oh, God. Um, so shortly after that, so 1918, he left her in 1920, she directed her final film, Mm. um, which she almost died due during, during, due to Spanish influenza. Um, by 1922, Alice and Herbert were officially divorced and, um, it prompted her to have to auction off her film studio while claiming mm. bankruptcy. So he left her with two children and pen- penniless. God. Um, after she lost her studio, she returned to France in 1922 and never made a film again.
0: Ugh! Heart-breaking. Oh my God. You know, there's echoes. Uh, there's similarities between both of ours this week. There really is. There's like dudes stealing your soul
1: and then leaving you with nothing. With nothing.
0: It's and really... a quiet death. So sad. And the...
1: the well... <laughs> Get ready; it's about to get sadder, um, in a minute. So she, her twenty-four years of directing, writing, and producing is the longest career of any of the cinema pioneers. Whoa! Um, from eighteen ninety-six to nineteen twenty, she directed over one thousand films. Whoa! Some, um, so three three hundred and fifty of which survive, and twenty-two were feature-length. Whoa! So some of them were big-ass films, it's like Woody Allening this, right? Yeah. Um, so we'll try to find some some of her work and put it up on the website for you guys because it mm-hmm. would definitely be cool to check out. Um, so this is the part that really breaks my heart. She was tremendously concerned with her unexplained absence from the the historical record of the film industry. Mm-hmm. Like she was like, guys, why is nobody acknowledging that yeah. I basically started this for all yeah. of you? Yeah. Um, she was a constant she was in constant communication with colleagues and film historians historians correcting previously yeah. made and supposedly factual statements about her life. She crafted length, length, lengthy lists of her films as she remembered them with the hope of being able to assume creative ownership and get legitimate credit for them.
0: Mm-hmm. It was
1: semi successful. In 2004, the only existing historic... This is so sad. Historic historic marker dedicated to Alice in the United States was unveil- unveiled in the location of her Solex studio. So she did not have anything acknowledging her existence in like solid form until mm. 2004. Whoa. Um, she never remarried, and at the age of 94, she passed away in a nursing home in New Jersey.
0: A Jersey ending.
1: Yeah a french beginning and a jersey ending. Ugh, nobody wants that. No. No offense to New Jersey. Thanks for creating my husband, <laughs> but
0: um, yeah, it's a real bummer. It is a bummer. We should maybe part of this is just like making like weird markers places. We should like finding some some part of LA or And it's figuring
1: like... out different awards we can name after these ladies. Yeah. Um in 2008 the commission the Fort Lee Film Commission did create the Alice Award dedicated to her. Good. But her award should be like part of the Oscars. I know. You know, she should, she she should be in, is a pioneer. Yeah, it's like, yeah.
0: I mean, oh man. Without
1: her, there would not be movies. No, not at all. So, Alice Guy, Blanche is, Blanche
0: is her, uh, Blanche, I don't know, is her married name. Yeah. Um, we'll call her Alice Guy, because yeah. Blanche seems like a piece of shit. Real piece and of shit. we don't want to remember anything about him in history books, except what a scoundrel he was.
1: Mm-hmm. Left her penniless with two babies mm-hmm. for
0: one of his actresses. Yeah, for a couple Never of Never forget. Jesus. Yeah. Good luck, sir. Um, we'll remember her. And yeah, I think, I hope, like, I want to do more research on, like, everyone we've talked about, too. I know. So I'm hoping that that's something that we can start a trend with. Absolutely. Or if we just make you laugh, like that's totally cool too. Yeah, that's fine. Or if we just listen. If we make you laugh, but also kind of sad. (laughs) Yeah. um, That's life, okay? (laughs) Deal with it. That's goddamn life. We're not responsible for your emotions. Yeah, we're bringing you realism. (laughs) If you can't handle it. Still keep listening though. Yeah, please don't unsubscribe. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you everybody.
1: Yeah, we'll see you next week with uh, an interview. And um, it's a great one, even though we don't know what It's going to be
0: uplifting so yes
1: (laughs) well we have been lucky that most of the women
0: that we talk to in the present do have great stories that are yeah positive they don't die alone and penniless like we don't know actually we don't like won't know how they die um until we do boss bitches of the future (laughs) which we're planning (laughs) we're doing it yes so it's like a happy story they're successful at the top of their game yeah and hopefully it will continue exactly
1: Yay. Yay. All right, guys. Have a good week. Bye.